Mind the podcast. Thanks for coming by. This is the uh, actually it's not the first episode of 2019. I think I've done a couple already. <laughs> Fucked up my own intro. Hmm. <laughs> Classic. Anyway, uh, so this is not going to be a blog read. Um, it's just an oration episode. I, I kind of I started thinking about this um, last night after a friend of mine uh, had texted me, and it got me thinking about uh, you know about being a paramedic. Now, I know I've talked about being paramedic quite a bit before, but uh, this this was a little different. So he he had texted me um, about uh, a show that he was watching. He was watching a medical show. And my buddy's got some, some uh, medical training as well, um, being in the military and having overseas uh, experience. He was a combat arms guy, and uh, so he had to take uh, tactical combat and casualty care, which is a pretty intensive uh, medical course that, uh, you know, combat arms guys, infantry and so on and so forth, uh, go through. And, uh, and he, he's taken that course and he, like, he's been in the military for a long time, 22, 23 years, something like that. And, uh, you know, so he's, he's pretty well versed when it, when it comes to emergency medicine, when it comes to, to things like that. Now, obviously, uh, not to the level of a paramedic, but he still has a basic grasp on things, so he he as well when he watches medical shows on TV is able to be like, no, that's not, no, that's not good, that's stupid. I man, I can't watch medical shows on, and it sucks because I love them too. Like uh, there used to be a show that got canceled after one season, I think it was called Trauma, and I think it took place in San Francisco. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was San Francisco where this whole thing went down uh, in the show Trauma. Anyway. Um, the the show it followed some uh, the the paramedics in in San Francisco, and that show was great because it was so terrible. You know what I mean? Like it was cheesy. It was you know. So, but I loved it because it was about paramedics and it was awesome. Not a lot of shows about paramedics. Most of them are about firefighters looking like they save everybody, and that's just that's a whole other thing. Um, but so I but it's funny because like I would critique the shit out of it. Like that's not we don't do that at all that's not even close to what we do or they every time we need lactate renters now stat i'm like you don't actually that's stupid you don't need that at all uh so anyway he texted me because he was watching a show and uh and so he he texted me a brief synopsis of the show and then he texted me a uh you know a brief scenario that that was transpiring in the show and then he kind of voiced his thoughts about uh oh my voice cracked jesus uh, about the about the show itself, and he he listed off everything that was happening in the show, and then said, you know, obviously it's this. What do you think? And uh, and I was like, um, I, I kind of looked through it. Now the thing is, I haven't worked on an ambulance in uh, about four years now. You both uh, four, five, five, four. No, three, three years. Sorry, three years. About three years I haven't worked on an ambulance. And uh, four years? No, for 2019, four years. Jeez. Apparently I have Alzheimer's, but um, who knew? 
Um, so it's been a bit, right? And the thing about being a paramedic is you, you have to be on top of your protocols. You have to constantly studying, constantly recertifying, constantly learning new protocols, updated protocols, things like that. So the, being a paramedic is a very, very um, labor-intensive, intellectual, uh, intellectually exhaustive profession. Uh, these guys are well-trained. So make no mistake, if you call a paramedic, you're getting, you're getting expert medical care. That's no joke. Um, especially here in Ontario, those guys are fantastic. Um, but for me, uh, when he listed, when he told me this, I started looking at it like a scenario and it's very important to me to still have that knowledge because being a paramedic was a huge part of my life and I miss it every day. I'm always going to miss it. And I love and loved being a paramedic and I'm always, I'm, I'm always going to love being a medic. I'm, you know, I'm always going to love that aspect, having that knowledge base. Uh, the only thing is now I don't command the authority or the respect uh, behind my my knowledge because I'm not in uniform and I'm not in the position of being a paramedic. So generally, my opinions and my, you know, uh, differential diagnoses and, and potential breakdowns, and it kind of goes to the wayside when dealing with the general public. But when Sean approached me and he listed this off, he wanted my opinion on on what he was thinking. And I, I looked at it for a second and I, I kind of had to deduce, but I, I was like, well, he's he's on the right path. But no, it wouldn't be that because of this. And I went down and uh, and deciphered why it wouldn't be that. And it felt awesome because it was like I'm going through these things that I trained very hard to know. And, uh, and it was great because a lot of times, honestly, when I watch medical shows and the doctor or the medic or the whatever says something medical, the only thing that... It, Yeah, that's the only thing that goes in my head is it's, it really is that I can't help myself because it's so bad. It's terrible. There's this uh, YouTube guy that I follow and uh, and he's a, he's a real doctor. I believe it's in New York. And uh, he wa- uh, his whole YouTube channel is just him watching medical shows and critiquing the validity of the scene, you know, and uh, some are good. Some are bad. Grey's Anatomy, terrible. Uh, and yeah. So it's great because he rips them apart too. Uh, but it was fucking, it was awesome because I, 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 I ran through the scenario in my head. I got it. And then I sent it off to a buddy who's actively working as a paramedic in a very busy urban, uh, city and here in Ontario. And I sent it to him and I also sent it to, uh, uh, Natalie Harris, who we, who I spoke to on this podcast, uh, not too long ago. She's a, you know, an advanced care paramedic and, uh, knows what she's doing with that uh, that level of care. So I, I sent her my response and I sent my response to a buddy of mine too, sort of looking for validation, sort of looking for, hey, am I out to lunch? Like, have I lost it? Uh, you know, when I start thinking about pathophysiology, when I start thinking about disease processes and, and thing, like in, in treatments and modalities, am I out to fucking lunch here or am I still, am I doing okay? And so I, I sent, with some trepidation, I might add, I sent it to Natalie and, and my buddy. And um, and uh, I, fortunately for me, it turns out that I'm not out to lunch. They both came back and, and said, you know, yeah, right on. That's perfect. Yeah, good, good stuff. Uh, you know, obviously there was more that I could say with relation to why it wasn't what my buddy had, had suggested that it might be. Um, but... Um, 
it was it was nice to know that I still have that medic brain. Um, and I know that I'm not working as a medic. I get that. And I know that I'm not going to work as a medic. But I, I don't like the thought of just letting that aspect of me die completely. I don't like letting that knowledge base die completely because to it's like being a detective, walking in on scene and uh, dealing with somebody's complex medical condition, like dealing with the elderly. You know, they, they generally have upwards of 10, 15, sometimes up in 20 uh, different prescriptions, right? They have like an entire counter full of cascading pill bottles and you have to look at them and decipher because sometimes we call them what's known as a poor historian. We walk up and we say, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Go through our system. Do you have any medical conditions that we should know about? No, no I'm generally fine. Oh, okay. You're generally, generally pretty healthy. Okay. And then I'll look at my partner and he'll be like, no, she's in liver failure and she has chronic congestive heart failure and uh, GERD uh, and, you know, osteoarthritis. Uh, looks like she, uh, she has low iron. Uh, the medications can tell you a lot. Uh, medications to a medic are like fingerprints to a cop on scene. They can lead us to the culprit, right? And uh, it was... I loved that aspect of the job. I loved walking in and figuring out what the fuck was wrong and then knowing what to do. Now, obviously, being a paramedic, we are limited in what we can do. We're not doctors, right? We're not. I mean, we have a great scope of practice. The paramedic trade and profession has come a long way since its inception. Um, and and it's probably grown the fastest out of all three emergency services. Uh, the other two, police and fire, have been around a lot longer and have kind of solidified themselves and uh, but being a paramedic, it's the newest, it's the baby of the uh, emergency services. So uh, oftentimes overlooked in a way or melted into fire, which uh, is a whole other kettle of fish to get into. Um, but, uh, you know, I th- that one that was the one aspect of my job that I loved, you know, showing up to a call and trying to figure out, you know, why this person is dizzy. Are they dizzy simply because it's a blood pressure issue? Maybe it's a blood sugar issue. Maybe they're just not getting enough oxygen. So there's, you know, three or four different body systems at play right there. And sometimes one of those body systems can affect the other body. Like it's a, it's a cascade. It's a thing. It's a, you know, everything in the body is linked, right? You know, that bone song, the hip bones connected to the, I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to punish you guys. You're already here. Okay. I need this punishment enough. I'm not going to sing. I won't. Maybe. Well, no, I won't. See, when I sing, like even in the shower, Simon Cowell comes in and just, it's a no for me. No. I'm like, oh, thank fucking, thanks. I wasn't even, all right. That's a, <laughs> that's, that's real. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, I, I love that aspect of the job. I love figuring out the mystery on what the hell is going on. And, uh, and you know, when you, when you work in a busy service, and I was fortunate to have really, really smart paramedic partners as well so sometimes i could just feed off of them you know they're very experienced they had a lot of uh a lot of great knowledge behind them and it was great to it's like free education man and it's like and they were always willing to sit there and, and bestow knowledge upon me and i loved that uh and then you know there were times where i'd buy a pathophysiology book you know i would just go to the the uh, the the Nate Northern uh, Alberta Institute of Technology School and I'd buy a pathophysiology book and I would take it home and I'd read. <laughs> yeah, you know, all my days off, I'd sit there and flip through and I'd read a body system, and uh, I loved doing that. 
I know that sounds strange, but I did. I love doing that. And then ECGs too. What reading an ECG is amazing because to the general layman, it looks just like a squiggly line on a piece of paper. But to me, I see a three-dimensional picture of your heart. That's what I decipher when I'm looking at those lines because each of those blips and blops and each of the, the lines, because they print out in like a, a three pattern thing, you look at it and each section uh, has a different reading. And then if you add sections together, then you have a different spectrum of the heart that you're looking at. And I, to me, that's amazing. To be able to do that, have that as a, as a skill is, uh, is so cool. Right. It, it was hugely. It's not something that fills me with bravado. It fills me with pride. You know, it fills me with uh, like, you know, a, a really happy sense of accomplishment that I was able to learn how to do that because it's not easy. It, you know, it's it's one of those things you kind of take for granted because once you learn it once because it's one of those things that one day it just clicks. It's fucking hieroglyphics up until that point. You know, you're like, how in the hell am I ever going to get this makes no sense yeah, there's a P wave. Awesome. Great. Then there's a T. Yeah, okay. QRS. Great. Awesome. Well, I guess it could be a right inferior infarct. Huh. Cool. It just clicks. One day, it literally just snaps into place, and then you get it. And then you, and then the more ECGs you read on scene, the more of those you know, little strips of paper that you print off when you're looking at cardiac, the more things you can start to pick up. You can even decipher what's new and what's old. In a lot of cases and that's cool too to be able to look at something and be like yeah this is not a healthy heart but nothing's happening right now but we should still go to the hospital because of your symptoms i mean if you're still having active symptomology we should go and um that stuff is is, is awesome because we only have one heart so to show up and when you're calm when you when you look at it and you know kind of what's happening and you're able to relay that to the patient i mean it's okay so here's something where movies and tv always get it wrong when somebody, you know, collapses, the he's having a heart attack, right? They don't do that. Like the guy clutches his chest and falls down. You know, but there's times where we got called to an office building one time. A guy wasn't feeling well and he thought it was something that he ate. And he was a sweaty mess sitting at his desk and people were around. And so we hooked the ECG up to him and he's having an active heart attack. You can see it on the, on the strip. You can see where the damage is that happening, where the, the the ischemia is at, right? And and you can see that it's been like it, this is an it's happening right now before our very eyes. And you turn to him and you say, "Sir, we got to take you to the hospital. Okay, you're having you're having an, a heart attack, an active heart attack right now." And he goes, "Oh no, no, no! It's just something I ate." I'm like, "It's." <laughs> Because they don't believe you, right? Everyone's perception of heart attack is somebody falls over and dies. And then you call the ambulance then. Well, that's, that's cardiac arrest, okay? That's not the heart attack. That's not the myocardial infarct. And uh, it's funny because there's a lot of things that are anticlimactic in real life and overdramatized on TV. And uh, I get it. TV has to be dramatic. I, I'm not saying they should be more realistic, uh, I'm just saying it's nice to to know the difference, to have lived in that world and know the difference, you know. But when you when you're able to calmly tell somebody they're having a heart attack, and you don't look like you're freaking the fuck out, there's a lot of times where those people that you're that you're dealing with are a lot more calm and a lot more trusting. They're like, oh, okay, because they can feel something is wrong. Obviously, they know something bad is happening, and if if you're not freaking out. 
then there's the trust there. They, they have the trust and to, have, to be able to, to uh, give somebody that, that sense of calm. That's such a special thing about being a paramedic. That's why I loved being a paramedic. And that's for the rest of my days, I will always tip my hat, so to speak, to every paramedic I see because it's such a beautiful profession in that regard. You know, I, I know on this channel, I've talked a lot about the trauma side of things and about the, the lingering after effects that being a paramedic has had on me. And those are all true. Those things do happen. And yes, it's not without its side effects. Nothing is without its side effects. But the one thing I don't think I've talked about, even in my blog, I don't think I've really touched on it enough, is how beautiful of a job this is, how amazing of a job. Just those little acts of walking in somewhere and being the calm guy, being maybe even a joke, you know, telling a joke or, or just, you know, settling something down. Um, those things are all amazing. And so when the reason I think that I sent this off to, to Natalie and my buddy Simon uh, it was because I wanted I wanted that validation because I wanted to know that I'm still a medic. Does that make sense? You know, I know that I'm not a medic on the ambulance. I know that I'm not, you know, preparing to go back and work on the ambulance. But to to be like, yeah, you know, I'm a paramedic. I'm just not, I'm not a, you know, I was a paramedic, I guess. But I still, I'm still, my brain still works. I still have the knowledge. It's still there. It was important to me because that's a part of who I was for so long. And and, uh, you know, it's tough when you're in that profession, when you're actively working, it's tough to to not just identify as that. And I identified as a medic for so long, you know, just before joining the military, my my gaming name online when I played games was medic. That was my because I knew I was joining the army as a medic. So even before I became a medic, I, I had this this I'm going to be a medic. I had that in my head. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to be. And so my online alias was medic. And that is carried through to today. Uh, you know, my online gamer tag is EMS guy, right? Like it's, <laughs> and it's it's gonna be that way. And even though I'm not actively on the ambulance anymore, I did it for a number of years, and I I love it, and I miss it every day. Every day I miss it, even though I got injured, even though I have some of those lingering uh, side effects from from that uh, from from that time in my life. I, I can't and would never give that up. I would never change that for anything. No amount of anything would make me change that. I love it. I loved being a paramedic and having these these little tests, you know, when somebody writes something and I got to try, that gives me that same sort of feeling of walking into somebody's house and trying to decipher what's going on. It was awesome when I was when I was back working as a medic and I would watch House with, uh, you know, with my ex and they would use the medical terminology, like pleural effusion. Her head would snap to me for me to explain that. Or when she was sick and the doctor would give her a medication and she would come home and she'd be like, what the hell is this? I'm like, oh, it's just broad spectrum antibiotic. You're fine. It's going to make you feel like shit. But, you know, you're going to feel better in the end. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. It's it's great to be. And to know when you're looking at a medication, to know that the, the beginning part of the word or, or the middle part of the word isn't always important. You know, the beginning and the ending part generally tells you a lot about that med. You know, there are, there are statins, you know, and you're like, okay, yeah, this person's got some blood pressure stuff. All right. And then, you know, then they got the, the cholesterol meds and they all kind of end the same. You know, olols, you know, metoprolol, stuff for blood pressure, irregular heart rates, things like it's to be able to look at the end word of a medication, even though you may not have seen the beginning part of it before, or like the middle part. But to, and, but to know what class of medication that is, 
it's such a cool thing to have that as a skill set. And I think that's why being a paramedic is so unique, you know, it, because it, it really is unlike any other job. I mean, it's similar to nursing in the fact that it's very medical and we're very, you know, hands on and, and we can do certain implementations. But it's completely unlike being a nurse because we don't work in a controlled environment. You know, our environment is chaos. We're on the on the scene, on the highway. We're, you know, on these. And I'm, that's not a degradation towards nurses. I'm not saying anything bad about nurses and, and or anything. I'm saying there's there, there's a difference there. You know, um, it's I I, I actually um, knowing that I can't go back to being a paramedic. I've I've thought and flirted with the idea of going back to school to become a nurse because the idea of being a nurse is also great because you get to do that. You get to bring the calm to that chaos too. You're dealing with those patients and, and you, you're the person that they see as a point of reference. They see you more than they see the doctor, you know, so that's, that's attractive to me. Um, and they, and we have a lot of the, you know, we have a lot of transferable skills with one another with relation to ECGs and, and blood draws and, you know, knowing, medications and, and things like that so uh, it's it's such an attractive world to me the medical world being able to to ease somebody that's suffering whether it's you know near the end or whether they're just suffering in the moment and you know that things are going to work out okay to to be able to to have that skill set and knowledge is in my opinion it's a rare thing because you can go to school for it you can go to school to be a paramedic or a nurse but it takes a certain person, a certain um, adaptability to to thrive in that environment. You know, anybody can go to school for anything. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be good at doing it. You know, I can go to school for woodworking and I promise you I should not be in charge of building fucking anything. Okay. <laughs> like Lego as a kid, we didn't get along. The only thing Lego and I did was I stepped on it as a kid every now and then unintentionally, not on purpose. Actually, there was one time on purpose. You ever did the the lava walk? Yeah, you, your friends put lava on like the fucking Lego on the ground, and then you gotta walk across barefoot blindfold. Yeah, it, maybe you probably didn't do that because you're not retarded, but I did that because you know clearly, <laughs> clearly I'm lacking in some intellectual properties. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I I started thinking about that and how cool it was, and uh, when when I got the responses back, like I said, I had some trepidation in sending it, sending it to them. And I was like, Oh shit. Oh fuck. Are they going to call me an idiot? I shouldn't have sent that. I shouldn't have sent it. I, I didn't. Why did I send it? You're an idiot. Hennigan. Why did you, why did you do that? Why did you think that that was a great idea? You know, why did you, that was, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do this fucking idiot. It's like, it's like, honestly, sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I don't understand, but, you know, turned out for me, turned out great. They both came back and, and said, yeah, this good, good job. That's it. That's exactly right. And uh, that was awesome. That was really cool. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think I just wanted to kind of come on and tell you guys a little bit about why being a paramedic is fantastic, why it's great. It's not the lights and sirens. In fact, I hated driving lights and sirens. It was more stressful than anything. The first couple times I did it, fucking awesome, exciting. Then it just becomes annoying because people around you can't drive. People are assholes and they just can't drive. They can't figure out how to pull to the right or how to slow down. They'll just slam on their brakes. Or you get the a-holes who think it's a good idea to get on your bumper and drive as fast as you are. 
and think that they can just get through the lights. Yeah, it's it's just awful. And uh, sorry for the use of the word retarded, by the way. I know that's it's kind of a sensitive word for a lot of people. I I apologize. Um. Yeah, so it, I don't know. It's it's I I love it, and uh, I just wanted to come and tell you some reasons why I loved it. You know, I it's it's a great job. It's a special job. It's a unique job. It's honestly you you get to work with this partner, and you go to some horrific things together. You go to some hilarious things together. You go to some mundane things together. You starve together because you don't get scheduled breaks, and half the time, whatever you eat is going to be cold and expired anyway. You always buy a coffee, and it's doomed to end up cold. Always. Make no mistake about it. You are never drinking a hot coffee as a paramedic. You are always going to show up to work tired. Sometimes you'll show up hungover. Uh, it's... <laughs> And, and the front of the cab conversations are some of the best in the world. And we have these conversations talking about medical shows. And we're like, oh, man, did you watch that last night? Oh, my goodness. I don't understand. How, like, do they not have, like, why can't they? And then we talk about, well, why can't they hire me? You know, pay me a bunch of money. I'll go on your show and tell you how to run things. You know, it's, we have that little fantasy. And then ding, ding, you get a call. <laughs> and off we go. And, and then we just do the real thing. <laughs> and it's awesome. Uh, I'll tell you right now, the real thing, as anticlimactic as it can be, you know, in the in the movies in the ER room, when everyone's running and they're yelling and there's loud voices, it's not like that at all. It is eerily calm. Everyone is dedicated to their, their positions. Everyone has a set position and a set role to play. The doctor may be talking loud enough for people to hear him, but there's no yelling. There's no throwing IV bags over the patient so the guy can hang it up quicker. There's no, it's, it's very calm and well-oiled. It's a well-oiled show and it is completely juxtaposed to what you'll see on television. It's nothing like it at all. And, uh, in my opinion, it's better. It's everything that we do is better than what you see on TV. And, uh, you know, so if, I mean, anyone who's listening to this, if you aren't, or you're thinking about being a paramedic, you know, it's a funny thing for me to say that, yeah, I would recommend doing it, but I would, I would recommend being a paramedic because it's not a guarantee that you're going to get injured or sick. Like I did, you know, you, you might not, there's a lot of medics out there that go to a lot of terrible things and they are okay. And that's okay. And there are a lot of medics that, that do end up sick and injured and that's okay too. Everything, everything is subject to change and everything is different for everybody, but, uh, I would never not recommend it. And I, and I would never not do it again in a heartbeat split second right now. If I blink my eyes and, or if I had, if I had Morpheus sitting here with a red and blue pill and, uh, and he said, you know, take the blue pill, you can be a paramedic again, redo everything you did, but you're still going to get, you're still going to get PTSD. You're still going to end up the way you are. You're, you're going to go through all the pain that you've been through. Or you can take this red pill and you can forget all about everything and and just be, you know, just be happy, whatever. I would I would take that, that blue pill. I would go and redo everything up to this point. 100% I would. Because the, the acts and the things that I've seen that are either hilarious, and there's quite a few of those. I have seen things stuffed into anuses that I didn't think could fit in anuses. And I didn't know people would want to put in their anuses. I <laughs> no idea. 
And I, I saw an old lady who had a floor-to-ceiling collection of porn in her living room. That was odd, but it was there, and I saw it. <laughs> I saw a grown man who is six foot four, pushing the 300-pound limit, dressed in full lingerie. Called us. Yeah, it happens, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I've, and then, and then, of course, I've seen the bad. I've talked about the bad, but I've seen the good too. I don't like kids and I certainly don't think childbirth is beautiful, but seeing life is beautiful. Hearing a baby's first breath is beautiful. Watching them, you know, move their tiny little wrinkled heads for the first time is beautiful. Watching a mom hold her baby for the first time is flawlessly beautiful. It's, and I've had the, I've been fortunate enough to be blessed with having that imagery to be able to see that it's incredible and you don't see that anywhere else in the world with with the staccato of which we do as medics so i i love it i absolutely love it and uh i i never want to give that part of myself up i never want to stop being a medic and i just did air quotes you can't see it because i'm on a podcast which shows you how smart i really am <laughs> I never want to stop, air quote, being a paramedic. Never. I always want to have that. And I, there's times where I still flip through the ECG book just to, just to keep up, up to date with it. And it's, uh, I don't think that part's ever going to go away. I think I'm always going to do that. And that's, you know, I think that's just how that is. And I love it. I mean, if you guys want to email me medical questions, I'm down. I'm definitely down. Feel free. Please do. Not medical questions about you that I can answer in order to help diagnose you. That's a doctor's job, and I'm not going to do that. I mean, like, TV show stuff. <laughs> I should probably clarify. I'm not trying to be an email doctor. Um, I'm not a doctor. Not at all. Although I'd like to play one on TV. And our name, a lot of, they call us ditch doctors. That's the, you know, it's a slang term that a lot of firefighters use for us. And, uh, yeah, ditch doctor. <laughs> we call them hose monkeys. It's a healthy rivalry. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. And I, yeah, uh, answering that question, it's funny that it brought about this entire world of, of emotion to me. Positive emotion. Good stuff. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like I got, you know, stuck down in a forlorn, whimsical, you know, retrospective thought of, oh, the yesteryear. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I, I have this knowledge. It's cool. It's it's a cool gift to have, and I, I consider it a gift. I really do. I love it. I love being a paramedic. <laughs> I think I always will for the rest of my life, even though my time in the actual ambulance, my time in the back of the rig, is done. But uh, I wouldn't have given. I would. I wouldn't change it for the world. Not at all. You couldn't pay me enough money to change that. And with that. I think it's a perfect way to end a podcast by saying thank you. Thanks for always listening to me. Thanks for listening to me ramble when I can't formulate and say sentences properly. Thanks for listening to my random thoughts. And if you're a paramedic or a first responder, thank you for doing what you do. I beyond, I am beyond appreciative of everything you guys do day in and day out. I mean that wholeheartedly, and that transfers to military as well. Any position of sacrifice, corrections, the, the gamut, 
nursing, of course. I love you guys. You are a rare, rare breed. And it is a special, special thing that you do. Anyway, that's going to be it for me. I'm out of here. You guys be well, be safe, and keep talking to each other. <laughs>